All right, welcome everyone to the Miss Art World podcast. I am your host, Catherine, with my co-host, Samuel. Hey, what is up, everybody? Um, Today, we are just going to, we have a few articles, art news, juicy art news that we're going to chit-chat about. So um, I'm going to present them to Samuel, and he's going to give me his commentary. (laughs) Did you send them to me? I did, but I don't think you looked at them. I did not. (laughs) No, so again, again I'm doing all the work and Samuel's just the face and <laughs> and talent behind the podcast. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm considered the talent. Yes. I figured I'm just the person there to uh, make sure you do it. Uh, maybe, but you're also the comedic relief. You got your nice little dimples too that artists seem to like. So that, that is true. <laughs> Um, all right, first article. Um, an artist placed a cube made from $11 million worth of gold in Central Park, protected by its own security detail. So it's a German artist. It's, li- it's not that big because I have a picture of him next to it and it goes up to like maybe his knees but it's just a cube made of gold and he put it in central park for one day only with security around what do you think the point is what would be the point for you before i give you the fluffy art point i would say that i think it has something to do with money in the middle of like the power center of where money comes from I think that's maybe their idea, but then it's where people, the common people go to enjoy and they can see this super amount of money that they can never touch. That's that's pretty, that's lovely. Um, (laughs) Is it close? Yeah, I think so. Uh, So the artist calls it like the conceptual, the concept behind it to him was like the base of the world. And so he talks a little bit more about it and says um, he wanted to create something that is beyond our world that's intangible. Um, And a a gallerist was talking about it and she said the cube can be seen as a sort of critique um, of the 21st century and its ecosystem based on crypto and the ancient world where gold reigns supreme. Mm -hmm. So it's like talking about this cryptocurrency versus this intangible yet intangible for people because most people don't have gold, but it's still this very tangible sought after material. But with the launch, what with this art piece launches its own crypto coin. So oh, of course. The artist's name um, is Nicola Castillo. So now you can go on and buy a Castillo coin as currency in the crypto world. I feel like there's so many different currencies. You've just got to pick one of the first ones that are like more known and then that's the only like current like crypto that's going to last i agree because there are so many 
how I feel I would be nervous buying one and then having it drop value. And I think that's all work. it does. I think it's just you bet on other people putting in a whole bunch of money. So then you buy it really low, you sell it real fast, and then that's it. And then you go move on to the next one. So like if you follow the field, you just jump on one that has hype. Mm. Well, and I feel like a lot of cryptocurrencies are trying to do things to entice people. Did you hear um, Melania Trump did these kind of art pieces of herself? It's like Melania wearing a hat. And then the next <laughs> NFT is a Melania wearing a hat, uh, holding a picture of her wearing a hat. Like it's very kind of surreal mm -hmm. NFTs that they had for sale. And she ended up buying all of them. Because oh, really? Them. Yeah. But it was like to try and help this uh, cryptocurrency by enticing people because you could only buy these pieces with the cryptocurrency. Huh. Do you have to get Melania Trump's permission to use her as a NFT? Oh, I'm I I'm sure. I don't think she made the NFTs, but I'm sure she because, collaborated. But but you can do a picture of the queen like you've done. The queen has no collaboration and then you mm -hmm. can turn that into an NFT and that's art. Can you is the same for pictures, right? Yeah. So then you don't have to get her approval. So you're saying that we should create some NFTs with Melania Trump wearing a hat? I am saying we should create some of someone that would want to buy there. So like you have Jeff Bezos and you have Jeff Bezos in a hat and you have Jeff Bezos holding like it's just a bunch of him. So he will want to buy them just so they're not circulating around yeah yeah well let's do it we're gonna okay. be millionaires he has extra it. funds to buy pictures of himself exactly um well and i thought it was interesting that the cube was only there for a day and they've been pretty tight-lipped on where it's gonna go from there i there's a couple things with it and i think that's why it's not going out I think it's, I think it's just not a solid piece. They, cause you said it was a solid piece of gold, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a solid piece of gold. I think it's the illusion of a solid piece of gold, um, which is why they've only set it out for one. And then they had that whole detail of people around it. So now this piece is very expensive and fake. Because who is to say that it's, not gold. Like I could make exactly. a, a gold cube, spray paint it gold and be like, this piece is worth, uh, I, you know, $11 million. Mm -hmm. And they said it's not for sale. Exactly. But, so they're not selling it. It's only up for one day. It's not being exhibited. So it seems very scammy it's, almost. It's just to launch the his crypto is just get enough publicity to launch his crypto so people know about it but then and think that it might be backed like you know people like to think some crypto is backed by something so it could they think like oh this crypto is backed by this gold cube which is actually not a solid piece of gold mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because really there's not, um, what did I say, $11 million of gold behind the crypto? Yeah, exactly. Well, mm. um, speaking of scams, because this is kind of in the same vein, because this gold cube has been um, compared to Damien Hurst's diamond skull. Okay. As far as like having the same kind of weight within our society, um, his diamond skull is um, made up of all these diamonds worth a hundred million dollars. Mm -hmm. And it sold back in 2007. However, recently it came out um, and the artist was the one that admitted it, that it never actually sold. So it was all this... Um, pretend hype of this piece to promote his other work from selling because they weren't able to actually sell it so the gallery so do you think it actually had diamonds in it and it's too expensive to sell well when i was researching this article there are um specialists um in the jewelry making business that say that there is no way that this piece could be made up of all those diamonds and worth that much. And they've taken the facts that the artists have said about the piece and about the diamonds that he used and how many he's used. And there's been inconsistencies with the facts. And so a lot of people don't actually believe that it's made of the diamonds that he said, like it's not the value that he claims it is yeah which exactly how many artists actually have that kind of money mm -hmm. i mean an artist was gifted what ten thousand dollars just to make an art piece of money and then they took it <laughs> so. yeah well and damien hurst is a really famous artist but does he have a hundred million dollars worth to invest in diamonds for a piece that doesn't actually ever sell yeah like that's crazy and shame on the artist and the gallery i i don't know i feel like it's a stupid ploy to like trick people because that year his artwork um was auctioned off for way more than normal but it's the it's the story and we always talk about that art is a lot of times art to an individual, like real art is just like speaking to your soul or speaking to the human condition, but art in the selling world is the story behind it. But it makes, that makes me mad. I don't want, <laughs> I know the art world lies and they scheme and it's all business, but I think as an artist, it makes me sad that he has to lie about it. Mm -hmm. But I get it. I guess it's business. He's trying to make money or something. So or something. No, he's trying to make money. Yeah. And become a famous artist. Or more famous or more infamous. Yeah. I just don't like sleaze, sleaziness, which is probably why I'm a bad business salesperson mm -hmm. you got to walk around uh art basil with your some guy on a cell phone that just gives measurements of all the pieces 
And then he wow. keeps going, I'm looking for a Catherine Cooksey. You have a Catherine Cooksey piece. <laughs> oh, you don't? Oh, I, I must leave you. She's an up and coming <laughs> artist. What's a, uh, she's so hot right now, blah, blah, blah. What's that model show? Zoolander? <laughs> That's a movie, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. It's great. Yeah. Uh, talking about uh, things you can watch, I know you have another news article, so I'll let you think about it. But did you get or watch that thing I sent you about? And I'm going to be use more detail. I sent you a TikTok, and it was about art, and it was about how one artist bought the rights to like the blackest black. I did watch that, and because I had never heard of. Uh, those artists either go ahead explain it because that's so fascinating a guy made this black like this not guy a company made the blackest black and then this artist bought all the rights to using this like black point oh is what they they called it and then he basically said haha artists no one can ever use this black it's mine i can only use it in my pieces so then the art world went nuts and got super mad at him and then this other artist put a bunch of money into making black 2.0, which is going to be even blacker than that black, but then they couldn't make it. So then it just kind of petered out. But the most confusing part in it was like, he bought the blackest black, but it's just color. So can't you just make like someone figure out the formula and then recreate it? Because that's how paint is anyways. Yeah, well, I guess it's uh, figuring out the, trying to figure out the formula, which the other artist who made the second Black is Black was probably trying to figure out the formula, but then also how to make it better, how to make yeah. it more Black. But I can see why the art world is mad because I think the art world has a sense of like art is for everyone mm -hmm. and like the tools for art should be for everyone at least like that's bare minimum the tools for art should be the same for all artists and when you just when you take away a color and say you're the only artist that gets to use it that's such a dick move it, it is <laughs> such a dumb move. We were trying to find a, a more appropriate word. <laughs> I was. Talking. I'm in the office and I'm like, mm, am I speaking too loud? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Like art is, that's why, but when I read it, I was just like, it just seems like a, a kid took something that is for everyone anyways. And was like, ha you can't use it. And then you just go to your crayon box and go like, I have another black, like, what's the what, what is the point yeah yeah and I kind of want to do more research and figure out what is he done with this black mm -hmm. like why does he feel like he's the only one that needs to use it what do you do like the worst thing would be is if he never ever used it oh yeah just so he could have it which it sounds like that it just sounds like kid it sounds like toddlers arguing over something that doesn't need to be argued over. Yeah. And the fact that someone created this black black and then let him buy it is stupid because they should just been like, no, <laughs> it's, it's for, this is, 
intangible. It's kind of like, I don't know. <sighs> and if you're gonna, if your goal is to make money, you could sell it to one artist or you could sell it to all the artists. Wouldn't you make yeah. more money selling it to all the artists? Which makes it sound like it's not real. Oh, you forgot one real. fact. Oh, what was of it? Of the story is the second artist who created Black 2.0 said and i don't know how he controls this but he said that all artists except for oh yeah that the original artist that bought the black can use it but he never was able to do art or black 2.0 oh he wasn't i thought he was able to i could be misremembering it but i thought it ended that he wasn't able to create anything blacker than just regular black and that's kind of how it ended like there's no it's just black that's the saddest story i've ever heard then i immediately put the optimistic spin on it in my mind oh well we should have done more research and looked it up <laughs> well, next time and then you could do that with all colors right you can make the pinkiest pink yeah or the whitiest white the white. <laughs> all right the last article that i have which i think is interesting it was under law um but it's can ai generated art receive copyright protection i have the answer what do you think it is can yes it should be able to get copyright protection you think so I think so. I, I'm pretty sure some weird loophole has to be like human made or something like that. Right on like the money. A, with the definition of the law is like very strict, but I think I think it doesn't as of right now, because we talk about sentience in in the letter of the law or how people think of sentience. Sentience is just humans. We haven't met another sentient being. We have things that are close but nothing that what as our definition of sentience is so it's us and then if the robot was able to or the ai was able to become sentient then it would have uh, be able to have its own rights but because it's now made by this human person who's sentience the rights should go to the human person that made the ai that made the art See, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like, maybe it doesn't, maybe the rights don't belong to the AI, mm -hmm. the robot, but maybe they belong to the human that created the robot that then created the art piece. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, as of now, which I think might change, um, as of now, the US Copyright Office has rejected um, this claim. Um, this artist, hold on. Are we cutting this out in post? <laughs> yeah, I will cut this. Um, I only see his last name. Oh, I found it. So this artist, Stephen Fire, mm -hmm. has uh, 
put in two requests. So this is the second time he's been denied um, for a piece called A Recent Entrance to Paradise. And it's a AI generated landscape. And the whole concept was for the AI to create a image of the afterlife. Mm -hmm. And it was like garden, very, very Thomas Kincaid looking landscape. Yeah. And he wants it to be copyrighted so that it could be protected. But the U.S. Copyright Office keeps saying that it, it isn't protected because it wasn't created by a human. I it lacks that. human authorship necessary to support a copyright claim. But the human that may, I feel like you could fight it. And I feel like they're going to, or at least the artist will continue fighting it. The artist says he already plans to continue fighting it. Mm -hmm. And it's, he is seeing his fight as a piece of art within itself. I don't know if it's performance art, but it's conceptual art in this aspect that he's pursuing this request for art, for yeah, art's sake, as an art piece. I think certain artists consider everything art. And there's a certain point where they're just like, I was eating breakfast and my cereal was soggy. Now it's art. So I eat this soggy cereal, which I mean, is things they do. The cats are going nuts. As, I don't know if you can see them running around. I can't, I can hear them. I know. It's <laughs> completely yeah. quiet all day. And now, uh, my voice. Yeah, Thayer's effort is a academic project seeking a test copyright standard. He has made re uh, similar efforts with pap patents, which have been granted to AI generated projects in some countries, Australia and South Africa, but not in the US or the UK. Hmm. So are we just behind? I, I think we're, I think it's a lot of new territory that we're getting into and the whole idea of this AI system being able to produce something of merit is I, I think was what we're trying to get our hands or grasp around mm -hmm. because <clears throat> eventually is this AI system able to produce art without being talked about what they should produce like the guy wanted uh the ai system to produce a picture of the afterlife what happens if the the ai system eventually goes nope i'm i want to do puppies and they just do a whole series on puppies then is the artist that made it made the ai system entitled to that art or is it the ai's art because the ai is now making its own art and then the ai kills all of the human <laughs> for art yes, like, for this art. is my performance piece exactly. goodbye human <laughs> live streaming on tiktok <laughs> yeah i don't know i i thought it was interesting that is the best <laughs> We do so far. I don't know. I think that's such a funny concept. <laughs> we go so far on AIs in just art that all the AI systems are just these 
eccentric artist that are doing all these strange things in the name of art. I like it. They push the bounds of creativity to completely. Heights. And they're all like funky uh, AI with like colored hair and yeah. like. <laughs> Very vibrant. And they're like doing these strange performance pieces just of like pretending to be normal humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're really like, and they're humans are watching it and other robots. And they're like, wow, that was so deep. A, a robot pretending to be human, but never being able to fit in. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. I, I think we should make it now. <laughs> okay. I, I don't have the uh, ability. Can you build a robot? I think you can I, build a robot. I don't, but I think you, what you do is you go down to Hollywood and you find one of those guys that are all in gold. They go, woo, woo, and then you make him miss art world. Oh. Robot art world. And then he does like it. You, it's a robot so it wouldn't be he or she it would go and do performance pieces mm-hmm. in the name of uh robot art world so they them would go and, and do no because they you would they have don't to have a gender the robot is genderless yes it all right all right i like it and then uh that's where we leave it sounds good okay good (laughs) copyright that am i allowed to i'm not sure i don't think you are the u.s would be like denied it's you know what's uh crazy and this this, i guess this is great pod (laughs) but you should do snippets on this art world that talk about art news because I find it fascinating when I stumble upon something of like this is why the this person painted this way or something and there's not a lot of it no there's really not that's why I thought the podcast was such a great idea because if you're looking for art news there's not a whole lot of sources other than like you can go online and read articles but if you didn't want that Mm -hmm. there's not like even on YouTube, there's not really a YouTube channel dedicated just for art news. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of new art news is more like what's buying and selling. Mm-hmm. So that makes it a little more difficult. I think you have more content with like art history. Yeah. And the growth or the changes and what big movements and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we should find kind of a reoccurring guest that is a, a historian, art historian, that could give us more context to certain news articles from a historian perspective. You're the person that knows all the uh, art people. Yeah, I do. I'm well connected. <laughs> You're well connected. So you should be able to find an art historian. Okay, done. Done and done. It's going to be Ryan. Okay. <laughs> Who will talk for three hours about different art history things. It's going to be great. And you do snippets of just you on uh, TikTok. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have so much free time. I do. I constantly yeah. 
am bored. <laughs> <laughs> You're wondering why, why can't you be inspired to make more art? And this would make more art. I think the next news article that I want to talk about. So next time for our listeners, we're going to talk about the space diamond that is being sold as an art piece. I just saw the headline. It sounds interesting. So we're going to talk about that next time. Okay. Because you have no information on it. Supposedly it's from space. It's a diamond from space. Makes sense. I'm glad it does to you. Well, I mean, you go, it's, all you need is carbon and you pressurize carbon and heat it up to a certain temperature and then you pressurize it and it turns into a diamond. Just Isn't carbon. It carbon air? No. Yeah. Carbon dioxide? Every element can be turned into air at a certain temperature and pressure. Just like every element can be turned into a solid because air is just gas. So gas, solid. You also have a liquid in between. I'm really glad you uh, helping me in AP chemistry in high school really paid off for me now. <laughs> I think I just let you cheat in AP chemistry. You did, yeah. I think you gave up helping me. This, this is why none of that just made sense to me. But I trust you that you were know we, what you're talking about. Were we in the same class? But dear Lord, dear Lord, yes. And I should have failed that class, but the teacher took pity on me. <laughs> and I learned nothing in that class. I was Weird the guy that would go around massaging people's backs with yes. help. Yep, that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was ever massaged. I don't like to be touched by strangers. He, yeah, okay. I believe you. He didn't really massage me either. He no. pat me on the back. Oh, good. Maybe I got a pat too. <laughs> <laughs> um, random story, because we're talking about science. Um, today at work, I had to go to Central Park because we're putting in a new civic art piece mm -hmm. and we're looking at the plans and all I need to know is how big the pad can be for the artwork to get placed on it and he's like looking at the measurements and he's like oh it's about 20 feet and he looks up at me and is like you can do the math on that right and I was like I have no idea what you're talking about but I think he wanted like the circle circumference yes the circumference and he looked at me for the map and he's the architect and i'm like i can't well, help you with this at all is it a circle that he wants or is it's it a, a square? circle okay it's a circle but on the on the die or on the plans it has like the key where you can measure and so mm -hmm. he measured across the circle and it was 20 feet and then looked at me to do the math on that and i'm like sir i'm in the arts I'm not in the math. You're in the math. I'm in the arts. That is true. <laughs> what and is then the he obviously on? couldn't do the math either. So we ignored that question and moved mm -hmm. on <laughs> with our meeting. <laughs> What's the piece that's going up? We don't know yet. So we no. are just putting together the call for artists. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to give all the artists information so that they know it ahead of time if they want to do it if they can do bigger pieces or if they can only do smaller pieces okay well 20 feet seems like a big area to use how tall can it be 
Um, it can only be, I think it's like 15 feet. It can't okay. be higher than 15 feet and heavier than 300 feet. No, 3,000. 3,000. You know, heaviness doesn't go in feet. Is it pounds? <laughs> 3,000 pounds. <laughs> 3,000. <laughs> How big, because you guys just put up the, that tree. How mm -hmm. big was that tree? That was 15 feet. Okay, as tall as you possibly go. Mm -hmm. And then for the art, if a random artist is listening to this and wants to put in their bid, how much do they get paid? Uh, it differs on each project, but this project, so if you're interested, go to SantaClaritaArts.com, um, but they get $80,000 to do okay. this project, but that has to cover um, installation, any equipment that they need, transportation, materials. So a lot of artists don't really make that make much money enough. off of this, these types of projects. Mm -hmm. But it's something that lasts hopefully a long time. And a lot of artists use kind of lower scale or less budgeted um, projects to get higher projects. So mm -hmm. you need to do these projects to get the $150,000 project. Okay. And then how well do you have to be an artist? So, well, I'm hoping you're a great artist, but you don't have to. You no, don't have because to be if, I, if I, if I, do I got to be a well-established? Because if I am like, I got this great art idea, it's going to be um, a bunch of like homeless boxes and it looks like people are living on top of each other mm -hmm. like shopping carts and things like that and I get picked up am I able to put in my bid because this is my first art piece or do I um, got to have a history of being able to finish technically you have to have a history so there's different stages the first stage is you have to apply with your um with five to ten pieces that you've already done mm -hmm. and then from there if they like you they'll invite you to create a site-specific proposal which is nice because we're not just asking artists to create a site-specific proposal at the first stage yeah we're waiting until the second stage so that way the artists that are selected we actually pay them which is rare like they get a thousand dollar stipend even if we don't pick them, but because they're putting in work for it, mm. which is nice. That is nice. Mm -hmm. So I got to put together a portfolio of art. Yes. You should make miniature metal pieces that are in like a very realistic uh, park and take photos of them. So it looks like you've done these fantastic large scale art pieces, but they're just miniatures. I, I have the perfect place. <laughs> Ashley and I go on this walk. And as we, as you go from the beach and you hike up these stairs, there's like this uh, wall of dirt and it looks like mountains, especially when the sun's going behind it. And it looks like you could put little people on there. And I'm going to do an art project there. You should. Little miniatures there because it looks exactly like mountains from a movie. You can do a little <laughs> helicopter that flies by. 
That's perfect. See? Thanks. Mm -hmm. I look forward to seeing your application. When's it due? Uh, not for a while. Okay, Our, time. The process takes so long. Takes like nine months to just go through approval processes. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then uh, will I have a leg up since I know you? Absolutely. I'll, in fact, <laughs> I'll delete all the other artists' profiles and you'll be the only one that applied. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have to go see your art? No, no. There's just got to be the pictures. It's all through Zoom, too, is when Ooh. we do interviewing. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of like, uh, I've been talking about this so much because Ash has been watching it, or we've been watching it a ton, which is Inventing Anna. Oh, the yeah. Mm -hmm. Girl pretends to be a socialite. I can pretend to be a famous artist. You totally, totally could. It's so, it would be so easy, honestly. Going there with all my scarves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just like my I'd have to come up with a cool art name though yeah my name is that. time <laughs> but you should spell it t-y-m-e to really confuse people like the, the spice yes <laughs> people think you're talking about time like time passing but you're really just talking about the spice there you go and I just wear this giant clock around my neck like flavor flavor but this is art <laughs> yes and it could be one of those art clocks that have the different um art movements on it i have one i'll give it oh, to do you, you? Mm -hmm. there yeah. we go all right i think we're going places i think so too on that we should end our podcast <laughs> sounds good <laughs> thank you always for listening to our podcast you can check us out on youtube at miss art world uh, her, my YouTube channel, um, and check out our website, missartworld.com and follow us on Instagram for updates on when these are posted and any other art news. Thank you everyone. Bye. Bye.